Ramble. Hello, world, and welcome to a very special episode of The Tripod. You've got Zach, you've got Keith, you've got Eugene, you got Miles, and we've got a new president. President-elect Joe Biden. Oh, here it comes. It's big. It was a big weekend, everybody. I'm sure you know that. Uh, before we dive in, so this is a this is we're calling this a special episode because this is going to be different than anything you've ever listened. So we actually recorded this last week, uh, but when the election was still uh, in question. Uh, so you're going to get that in a little bit. First, you're going to get about 10, 15 minutes of us rapid reaction now that the election has been decided, and then after advice that will go for miles, we uh, talk about eggs for 30 <laughs> well, minutes. Well, don't spoil the. <laughs> People want to know about eggs, and <laughs> eggs are coming <laughs> by the dozen, baby. And if you're like, whoa, they can't possibly talk about that for 30 minutes, just you fucking <laughs> yeah, wait. no idea. <laughs> but first, guys, this was a, what a weekend, a historic weekend, an incredible weekend. Rapid reactions, how you feeling? You know, I saw a tweet that described it best. Was It was like, uh... <laughs> Uh, now America can celebrate getting back to uh, get out levels racism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was uh, that was Jabuki, and um, yeah, I think it's one of those things where there's a lot of work to be done. But I think that everyone should be allowed to have the permission to relax at least for a day and just celebrate. Yeah. You know, at the very least, the win of getting that fascist orange motherfucker out of the office. So, you know, it was was almost like the, um, the, uh, additionally, the pandemic, which is still going strong. uh, Everyone sort of had this massive release that was pent up since they missed Pride and July 4th (laughs) and Halloween and birthdays and weddings. It was this moment where everyone just sort of stood up and screamed and celebrated. And it felt like it was just like, like America just came all at once. Yeah. <laughs> well, not everybody, but yeah. a lot of us. Oh, no, just, just the, <laughs> about half. <laughs> just, a little more than just half. Just over a half. Than, half. Yeah, a little exactly. more than half. Yeah. Significantly more than half. Yeah. So much more that it cannot be disputed yeah. in court. Yes. Oh, yeah. It was a historic moment, though. I mean, it is not often. It is extremely rare that an incumbent loses the election. It is extremely rare for a sitting president to not win the popular vote. And, you know, for people to to show up and to stand up to the rise of fascism, to stand up for democracy in the way that they did, I absolutely agree. I, I For me, it was just this moment of, of finally feeling like I could exhale and, and breathe in again for a second before the work begin, the real work begins. Um, but it was like, fuck, man, yeah, we worked hard for this. And, and for one beautiful weekend day, Life was good. Yeah, the city felt uh, alive. And like the country kind of felt alive. Like people are videos of New York. People are just out in the streets freaking out. I We walked like 15 minutes to Sunset Junction and it was just people in the streets like dancing and there's music. People were getting fucked up. It was crazy. <laughs> Let me tell you, North Hollywood was quiet, but we had a great time <laughs> in my house. You know, I, I was watching all the West Hollywood and all the other places, even like my old uh, block and Los Feliz, like 
People were going for it. We opened our door here hoping for that same response. Not the same. You know, it was a very chill Saturday. But we, you know, we danced. Becky and I were like dancing in the kitchen. We were, we were like making food and listening to the speeches in the evening. It was just like a very, I don't know. It. I feel like the American flag and patriotic things have this weird taint to them for the past yeah. four years because other people were using them in a way of hate and it was weird and it was like listening to there's that one beautiful rendition of america the beautiful that they play in like movies that is like just very slow and uplifting and that and i think it's on the new one of the joe biden ads that came out after he was announced a winner and like that song is such a beautiful song and our country can be such a beautiful place and it was nice to feel like uh, you know those songs and that flag stood for something good because the people came out and said, this is our country, this is what we vote for, this is what we believe in. And I felt really happy about all those things again, which was a good feeling. So funny you say that. Yeah, I, this Saturday was the first time I feel like in, in over four years where I saw an American flag and I was like, fuck yeah. I, I, <laughs> I didn't go like, oh. Yeah, I know. Uh, and I, I think that mostly the flag has is always you know something that stands for something good but it just you know other people use it for something bad sometimes i think that that happens with a lot of things unfortunately. you know it's all context and when you see the american flag waving next to a black lives matter flag and a pride flag yeah, yeah. that's right. nice yeah <laughs> that's america baby that's yeah. what i like to see one thing that i feel like i was really excited about like um well for a lot of history was made first of all the this is the first time the vice president has ever spoken during a um like a winning speech from a president um, what other first about that vice president go off king thanks cute queen uh it was uh you know also first woman vice president first woman of the white house like that first uh woman of color in on an office like that um and i think like something that was exciting to me obviously like you know, the, the, right. Like there's a lot of work to be done. There's a lot of track records that I don't love about them both. But I think one thing I'm really excited about is I truly believe that both of them can be bullied into doing what <laughs> like liberals want them to do. And I More think progressive like, than their current stance. Basically. Totally. Like I, I don't have any confidence that like a Republican president can be bullied to do anything, but I really believe in the power that like liberals have to be bullied into doing something that's really progressive. My favorite tweet <laughs> on Saturday and God, it was just a day. I, I feel like that's the most fun I've had on social media ever. Like every tweet, I was like, this is the every, everything was funny. Everyone was top form at like everyone's beautiful brains were just flourishing. But one of my favorites in a sea of favorites was watch someone, um, someone watching the speeches and tearing up going, oh, I can't wait to critique Joe Biden mercilessly for the next four years. <laughs> Uh, so uh, you were in North Hollywood, but Eugene and I were in West Hollywood. And so we got to experience some of, you know, the celebrating and dancing in the street. Where, where were you guys when you heard, when you found out that oh. Joe Biden was officially president-elect of the United States? <laughs> I was in my bed drinking coffee, as I'm known to do. And I had just finished episode two of uh, season two of The Mandalorian. <laughs> so I was already riding a high. You know, I was already feeling good about the day. You had that Baby Yoda juice flowing uh, through your veins. It was, it was a good Baby Yoda episode, for sure. <laughs> the first one is a little bit more about story. This one is much more about Baby Yoda and his crazy <laughs> antics. Uh, and uh, I don't know, it was really great. We were like, we also, we immediately cross-verified as many places as we could before we yeah. sell it fully celebrated but 
I was just in bed. It was a great way to start the morning. And you know, it was weird because we we know we knew that based on the numbers, one could call many of these states that would have pushed Biden over 270. But I think, you know, doing the right thing is to wait until it's completely verified, which was correct. Um, but as I, as I said, that that uh, that uh, national release moment was certainly from being edged very heavily from, <laughs> from, from Pennsylvania to Georgia to Nevada to Arizona to, you know, it was, it was, um, it was a wonderful moment. I think I, the first thing I did was I called up my sisters, you know, um, I, I, I really like to think of, you know, I was talking to my sisters, both, you know, Asian women, and I have a couple of friends who, um, we're working very heavily with actually the campaigns in uh, Arizona and in Pennsylvania. So um, them also being women of color in those those states and especially during this time was really amazing to get their their pure reaction in that moment, which was just 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 screaming, just full on like the joy was infectious. And I think for people to be able to 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 receive and to let go of that joy after the year we had was just like, that was the most beautiful thing. I love that. Mm-hmm. So Maggie and I got to drive around West Hollywood. First, of course, woke up, jumped out of bed, ripped the covers off. It was the first day that I had slept in in over a week because I was up late, like waiting for it, waiting for it. Every night it didn't happen. So I actually, I, you know, I woke up to my phone texting like crazy. I had slept <laughs> in that day. But we jumped out of bed. I called my grandmother. And then we just drove around West Hollywood for two and a half hours. <laughs> and we drove to Beverly Hills and then back to WeHo. And every fuck car, we were just honking our horns. And everyone was just like, yeah, roll the windows down, blasting music. People were dancing in the streets. And it took a couple hours for Hollywood to wake up and get going. But it was funny. Um, there were, you know, cops getting out ready for whatever was going to happen. Nothing fucking happened. And a cop, you turned behind me and was following me. And we were both like, oh, no, what do we do? And we paused and looked at each other. And then I went back on the horn. And it was just like, you know, every, every block, everyone just had total glee and joy. Uh, and then Eugene and I actually met up later in the day. Uh, we went to, uh, what is it, Santa Monica and Robertson. Uh, yeah, which is one of the like, gay neighborhood. Yes, like w- the epicenter of gay in Los Angeles. <laughs> and I kept my distance because I am still concerned about, you know, my immunosuppression. But people were just dancing in the street. They had totally blocked the uh, the the street, but then created this little pathway for cars to come through one at a time while everyone danced around them. And it was just like, man. It was cool. It made me believe in people, in democracy, in love, in hope. I just, I felt so good. It made me so happy. I need, my soul needed it. I think all of us, our souls needed it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, watching all the videos online, it did look like still a majority of people were act like we're wearing masks. We're generally being cautious. Mm -hmm. I think uh, that is one thing that I am always happy when I see any of the Black Lives Matter protests that happened early in the summer or these celebrations now is that there is still a, you can be responsible and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, fight for justice or celebrate justice that happens. Like, Where we were, it was 100% mask. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, I mean, like Trump on his election night had his chief of staff have COVID and then they hid it from the actual staffers. And now, like, again, there's another uh, supercell in the middle of the White House. It's it's it just goes to show that, you know, a lot of 
these people who have been so anti-mask, I don't know how else to say because I really don't believe in karma. Um, <laughs> I believe in science, and I think but science is just telling science you. Science don't care if you believe in it or it not, It doesn't baby. believe in any of it. You girl, <laughs> don't you care just what gotta you think. put that mask on. Whether you're celebrating or not, just wear a mask, yeah, especially with the upcoming months. Yeah, it's about to be flu season. We're going to have flu. We're going to have colds. We're going to have COVID. We're going to have all those things all at the same time. It's going to be dangerous. Everybody be careful. I do have, I would say, one regret from the day. Mm. And that, that is that there was so much joy and excitement that I don't think I fully took the time to process how wonderful the Four Seasons landscaping press conference oh. was. <laughs> Oh my God, what a gift. What a gift. The most miraculous, wonderful, <laughs> stupidly poetic ending to this bullshit saga that I could possibly imagine. And if if the people out there don't know what it is, can you guys explain? Yes, so uh, Trump's team to uh, essentially give the first speech after the race was called, they booked something called Four Seasons Total Landscaping. Uh, Four mm -hmm. Seasons Hotel, D.C. had to issue a tweet saying, this is not us, uh, don't come to us. And this landscaping business is uh, between a uh, crematorium and a adult store. A dildo shop. <laughs> a dildo shop. <laughs> a dildo shop. They had to set up the conference in the parking lot, and guess who had to speak? Rudy Giuliani himself. Fuck that guy. A little correction to your story. It was not in response to networks calling it. They actually preempted it. It was supposed to be a bombshell news conference announcing indisputable proof of voter fraud. Of course, huh? there was nothing. And during the conference uh. is when they announced that that they had called it for Biden. So Rudy Giuliani is speaking live and a reporter goes, Mr. Giuliani, They've called it. And he goes, oh, really? Who called it? And they, what network called it? And they just respond, all of them. All of them. <laughs> it is the most unbelievable. Like, I do not think that we have given this enough appreciation because holy shit. I just really want Ron Howard to give us the full Arrested Development VO treatment. <laughs> of, like They had booked the Four Seasons. Unfortunately, they didn't realize they booked the Four Seasons landscaping. And we're stuck between a dildo shop and a crematorium for their announcement. Even so, they went forward with it. <laughs> like, it just needs that, like, it's so yeah. well written. It's you know beautiful. <laughs> That's not science. That's karma. That's karma. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Um, well, it's also worth noting uh, that we are in the midst of an attempted coup. It is the world's stupidest and worst uh, uh, filled coup. Like, it, they're fucking it up. But regardless, the president is attempting to seize control of the government by denying uh, the results of an election. He, it is scary and dangerous shit that has implications for our future so even though this is a moment of celebration and what the trump administration is doing is mind-bogglingly numbing incredibly stupid and transparent and it's not going to work he's still trying to do it and that is something that uh uh makes my demo democracy heart weep so i just want to point that out and get that out there because that's a little bit new since we recorded the last episode Listen, y'all just got to keep remembering the names of all of these conservative Congress people, senators, representatives who are not denouncing Trump outright right now. Like these tactics, people are some people are doubling down and a lot of people are saying, well, if we're going to jump to 
a few days before the race was called. We're going to have a little bit of a tonal shift. Uh, <laughs> we were all very much in our feelings. Um, maybe you should tee it up with, you know, we talk about this victory, but we, we have to point out that 91% of black women in this country voted for Biden. Uh, overwhelming amounts of the indigenous population mm-hmm. voted for Biden. Um, this came down to many women of color, and this came down to their grassroots efforts. And I think that those those urban centers like Atlanta and Detroit and Philadelphia, what we're talking about specifically is black women, black mm-hmm. voters. Mm-hmm. And we owe them so much more than the the sort of cognizance of that during election seasons. And I think a lot of this is something that has to be carried forward in terms of the everyday manner in which we speak about marginalized communities and how we can make sure that systematically um, so many of these states in the South, we call red states that are flipping, but maybe they're already blue and that suppression is just so ever present that they've stayed red for sinister Mm -hmm. reasons. And I think that this is just something that we are luckily uh, seeing that on top of that, the youth vote came out really strong towards the left. So a lot of our listeners, a lot of Gen Zers, a lot of those TikTokers uh, instilled a lot of faith in those those kiddos out there who are who are kind of seeing through the bullshit. So, yeah, I think that's a really good thing to remember every time we contextualize these results is to remind ourselves who really is putting their their lives on the line for for democracy. Uh, So what you're going to hear now is us from last week, last Thursday. This is when the election uh, seemed like it was trending in the right direction, but there was some uncertainty. And certainly us grappling with the reality that while this, you know, now that the numbers are settling, was something of a resounding victory for Joe Biden, there is still, you know, Joe Biden got the most votes of any candidate in history. The second most votes of any candidate in history was Donald Trump in this election. So we still are a, a deeply divided country, and that is something that we are going to have to deal with. So enjoy us getting into all those feelings and then stick around at the end for the goofiest, <laughs> most wonderful conversation that you'll ever hear. Something that, you know what? You don't know that you deserve it, but you do. Uh, Eugene, guess who's introducing the podcast? Not me. Yes, sir. Go off, King. Go off, King. We do Stan Liang. Hey, guys. Welcome to the Tripod. Today, what is today? What is this week? What is this year? What is life? Do you ever look in the mirror and just mm. think, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. I'm Eugene. This is Zach. Hello. And Keith. Good morning. Ned, <laughs> Ned is out, and Miles is also here. Howdy. And we are ready to talk about everything under the sun, Thank under you for the moon, us. above this, uh, the God's green earth. And uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to, to chat with you today about where the soul of this nation is going and if it's already been tarnished to begin with. Whoa. So, uh, wow. Okay, yeah. we're doing it. This is yeah. Try Guys Public Radio. <laughs> and again, we rely on your contributions to make this great content. And the ads that we interspersed. In <laughs> it is a week. Uh, so here's what's going on, listeners. We're recording this uh, on November 5th, where we're still in this purgatory of confusion. But you're listening to this on November 11th, where Math. hopefully it's not a purgatory of confusion. But I could fully believe that it is. You know, I got a relevant topic. Ooh, yeah. Pretty, yeah. Pretty timeless. Go off, King. <laughs> Go off, King. I've spent my whole life feeling bad about talking about race mm. because white people always told me that's reverse racist or you shouldn't be bringing about race or that's the race card. Listen, white people don't talk about race enough. Y'all got to start talking to your friends and your families. Mm-hmm. You can't keep making people of color do it for you. Yeah. Like 
every day of my life, every day at work, every day I've breathed, I've only talked about race relations. I've had race relations. I do it in my family. Who is talking to these people in these families? No one. You got to get engaged because, you know, people call her fucking tired, man. Mm -hmm. We keep seeing this and we're just tired. We're tired. And then you see, you know what else pisses me off? Do it. People ragging on the South every election. Go Listen, off. I'm glad that you grew say, up yeah. in a nice little uh-huh. coastal blue state, and you're just like, great, you know, you know who gets whatever, like you want to sew off Florida or Texas or whatever. Yeah, how, that's where all the civil rights movement started. That's mm-hmm. where that shit gets done because mm-hmm. people are fighting the worst situations. Yeah. Well, and it goes back to what Keith said. The reason that those states are trapped is because of gerrymandering. Mm-hmm. There are people who are fighting <laughs> so hard down there and and you can't we can't just turn our backs on them they're Mm -hmm. they're the people that are fighting the hardest and are suffering the hardest and Mm -hmm. also you think about there's so many so many examples of how voter suppression works like how a lot of states have people with previous criminal records uh in various degrees or their felony or not can't vote right so if you are disproportionately arresting black males Mm -hmm. in some place they get a conviction for something or you're pressing them harder on drug charges than you would a white person. They will lose their right to vote forever Mm -hmm. in that state. So you can basically go through and start eliminating potential voters and then they'll never be able to create change to create a better life for them. So it really does come down, unfortunately, what the way that the districts are run right now is that the white people have to be the ones helping change for those people because there's been so much work to make it that those people don't have a voice so like luckily california just uh, passed through a measure that allows uh people who previously were in prison to vote this is sad that we've got to get to this point to have even twitter or i mean facebook's failing crazily to like get these types of fucking misinformation even YouTube. sites down. Yeah. And even YouTube. I'm calling them out. Yeah, that Steven Crowder shit. Please. Like all that. They're yeah. literally just spouting oh, misinformation. Yeah. Like for hours to huge audiences. Just lies, lies, lies. Who is this benefiting? It's no longer free speech. It's literally like, hey, if you are uh, basically a bruised ego white dude sitting around with feeling powerless, you know how you can feel power. Go pick up a weapon. Mm-hmm. We don't. We I don't think have talked much on this podcast about the dangerous power of radicalization on YouTube and Facebook. And I feel conflicted because we, as YouTubers, are helping build up a platform that is doing so, so much damage. I one of Maggie's good friends, her mom, sent us what was based not basically it was QAnon rhetoric because she has slowly over the course of. Uh, the pandemic found herself more and more on YouTube and she is getting radicalized in a way that she does not realize or understand mm-hmm. her religion is being twisted and and the fear that she has she so she sent us a warning something about the Pope it's all garbage it's all <laughs> bullshit I don't know why these people think that that some random asshole on YouTube like look frankly don't listen to us either like like find <laughs> respected organizations like what where are you getting your facts from um yeah, I, Zach I didn't even know. Zach didn't know anything about olive oil. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta go to the I source. Stand, I stand by you, my olive oil. You gotta go to the certifiable <laughs> new source. <laughs> the olive oil industry's gonna come at us again. Dear Zach Cornfield, you know you haven't heard a single olive oil sponsor on this, on this podcast, right? Well, we've had some some yeah. deals get broken. That's right. We had yeah. some olive oils yeah. coming through, and uh, look, maybe if it didn't go, we even lost our canola oil deal. Yeah, big canola came in. <laughs> big avocado canola. oil for life baby 
<laughs> it is crazy because I was thinking about this too. Like, I think so much, so obviously, so many people who voted for Trump, it's just because the news that they're getting is telling them something yeah. wrong. Yeah. But there's nothing you could do about that. It's well, not like, because liberalism, the idea of liberalism is like education. That's a good thing. We should go be educated. We should check our facts, et cetera. And conservatism, as it is now today in America, is the idea that's just like, no, fuck the educated elite liberal people. Yeah. Like, you don't need to check your facts. We'll tell you what it is, how it is. And it's just such a, how do you fix that? It's so broken. I, look, people are entitled to their own opinions. I do not believe that you are entitled to your own reality. And right now, the country is living in different spheres. Mm -hmm. And it is uh, the news that they engage with, which is frankly at this point just propaganda. It is our social media, which is inherently and deeply broken. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, there is the evergreen undercurrent and underbelly of rampant racism that never went away. No. But I try to believe that that is not the full piece of the pie and that with proper information and education that is so sorely lacking, we can, you know, we can heal that wound. But that is not an easy thing thing to do by any stretch so so you saw um uh results from people who were voting and like what did they think about the co coronavirus right Two hundred thirty thousand americans dead and it was something like 86 percent of people who voted democrat said it is being handled poorly 74 mm -hmm. percent again I, i'm getting these numbers a little wrong a republican said i think it's being handled pretty good couldn't have done anything else you know well, he it's says not like, our fault he handled it as best he could i'm like no, he didn't. Or, or, or if he did, there's a really good reason why he shouldn't be the president. Sure. If the best <laughs> he the best. could do is 230,000 people dead, well, that's not very good. But so I'd say, like, that's his best. Then that's not good. So we give someone else a shot. But that is a schism, not just of belief, but that is a schism of, of an interpretation of reality. And what I believe is, is a communication of reality. And that feels to me the core of the issues that plague us right now. Yeah. 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 You know, <laughs> Go here's, off, here's, here's what here's what I'm going to what yeah. I'm going to lay down for okay. you. Uh -huh. lay it. Mm -hmm. You got little you got little Bob, right? He little Bob know. fucking doesn't like the queers. He doesn't like black people. Right. He doesn't like that you have gore up there talking about how the world is getting hotter. Mm -hmm. I get it. You know, that's your fucking opinion, whatever. Go to go to fucking mm -hmm. hell. But Bob, little Bob, in the most unprecedented year in a global pandemic where you are staring at rising death tolls, can't keep a piece of fabric on his fucking face mm -hmm. because he feels like in that moment, that is his <clears throat> hill to die on. Yep. That's that is the hill he is dying on, which is I'm going to go protest Mm -hmm. This mild inconvenience, not, let, alo not, let alone not connecting it to how that actually connects to every other thing I just mentioned, right? Yeah. In some way, the, yeah. The coronavirus. Like you can't tell me what yeah. is right or wrong. You can't tell me. You yeah. can't tell me. There is no, no changing my mind. Mm -hmm. Even as we went into lockdown this entire year, that is just like it was the most emblematic thing of whatever the parties are currently. You see that happening. Majority, as Zach said, from one party, like. I'm not a single issue voter. A lot of people are, but shit, shit. If it's any issue should have been single issue, that's the one that touched everyone in a way that was like remarkably uh, unprecedented. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
fucking Bob still doesn't want to put a little piece of fabric across half his face. I, the best thing was I, I watch uh, John Oliver and he he had a really good joke that was just how do you think Trump handled the the pandemic? It's like, well, he got it. <laughs> so probably not very well. <laughs> he is the most guarded, protected man in America, supposedly, and he got it. He got it. He got it. That's crazy. But the crazy thing is, is when does little Bob with his misinformation become a danger to society? Yeah, right. Because in X thousands of years, when Miami and Venice are underwater, and you have Trump 20.0 telling everyone, like, no, it's fine. Keep, you know, chugging whatever. I don't think we'll make it X thousands. I don't think we will, but do you, do you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, when I get you. Yeah. I know. There's I a mean, literal meteor yeah. meteor coming at the earth. Yeah. And yeah. they're just like, well, I don't really want to wear this piece of fabric that might protect yeah. me from it. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're seeing the crescendo right now of the the myth and the dream of what America could be and the reality of what it always has been mm-hmm. right so the dream of America the American story is that if you have agency and hard work you can rise to the top and it's a place where the 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 voice of the plurality rings true and we're all everyone's voice is equal and you all have a shot but that's never been true it never was true not from the beginning of America uh, it you know we talked about the beginning of the electoral college Sorry to keep bringing it back mm-hmm. there, but it was that that people didn't believe that people could be intelligent enough or have enough information to vote for themselves. So a group of, of white men were going to make the decision for everyone else. Women, black people, they've only it's we're, this is yeah, new that they can vote. Time, yeah. it, it, and then still today, we have the minority voice overwhelming the majority voice. This has never been a true democracy. And I think we have to answer the question, will it ever actually become one? It's tough because so, you know, politics are so inundated with the rich getting richer and the more powerful being more powerful that it even comes down to like the public education system is one of the biggest thing that needs reform in the country. Yep. Because without a good education system that actually teaches the true understanding of the country, because right now it's like a state by state thing. Right. So like and even a county by county thing in some states that they can choose what is required for education in elementary, middle and high school. Well, that's already putting every state at a different fairness level of education. And I know people are like, well, I don't want the government deciding what I learned. Like, but you, I agree that different governments shouldn't all decide. I think we should all figure out how do we make this education system actually make sure everyone is equally educated to the biggest possibility possible. Because like you put someone like DeVos in charge who hates the public education system, only wants it to be private. And once it's private, it really becomes rich can be smart, poor will be dumb, which is already how it is, even in the American public system. And that just is a tool to control. Exactly. It keeps people uneducated, uninformed, which makes them more manipulatable by like a QAnon type conspiracy, by like the lies of propaganda type advertising saying, oh, uh, Biden's going to raise your taxes. He's not. If you just read the plan, he's not. That's not what it is. But if you just say it on a channel that you trust, then you'll just trust that because you don't have... Uh, independent critical thinking because you're not taught independent critical thinking and if you're not taught that you can't have it and then you just Mm -hmm. you don't have it and it's unfair Uh, oftentimes like I also grew up in the south right and I grew up in a total like liberal paradise went to a private Quaker school my dad taught at everyone there for the most part was like you know uh, very liberal 
And I You're think wearing that, a shirt that says, we're all gay. And Libby. Somebody <laughs> sent me this. From my, <laughs> somebody made this for my stream. Uh, what does that even mean? Uh, a bunch of, so people who watch my Twitch stream are right, usually uh, gay, but one of them is named Libby and she's not gay. And they sent me this shirt. Okay. So, um, but uh, anyway, so I think a lot of people don't understand like, oh, like how could people think this? Like how could people possibly vote for Trump and stuff like that? And I think growing up in the South, like even in a very liberal thing, if you're, especially if you're a white kid, you have to actively try not to be swallowed by those opinions. And that media is presented to you. You know those kids. They're in the friend group. They might be your neighbors, whatever. And they say some shit and you're like, oh, I, huh, I wonder. And it's, it's as small as like using the word ghetto. Like it's stuff uh-huh. like that. And yeah. it is infectious. And I think that like it happens when you're really young. And I remember being a teenager and like a white teenager and being on the internet and being like, huh? Yeah. Like, I wonder what that's about. And you start to feel these feelings. And I grew Mm -hmm. up in a super fucking liberal environment. And then, you know, obviously I got carried and now I'm flaming lib, but like, (laughs) but I think that it's, you know, like it's, it's not as hard as people think for teenagers to get down that rabbit hole. And this super is, easy. It's super easy. And I, this is not even, this is way before I was on like a ton of social media. So I think that like, you know, if you're, when you're talking to people, I think also like to Eugene's point before of like, um, uh, you know, the white kids being like, oh, this has to be about me and that struggle. I think a lot of white kids see that people of color have an identity or at least perceive them to have an identity. And they're like, well, but I don't have an identity. Well, maybe I'm powerful. And they want to kind of seize that thing. And I think if you can, you know, talk to people who teenagers who feel like they're conservative, they don't fucking know because they're teenagers and give them a place to belong and make them feel like there's those things. And again, this is a kumbaya thought. Mm-hmm. And that's my thing. How come you don't suck, Keith? <laughs> Me? I don't know. Well, I my parents were not from the South. So my parents are from New Jersey and New York, and we grew up in a southern town. And I and I feel sometimes I always feel bad leaving Carthage because when I was there, my friend circle, I think I helped push them to think more progressively and critically. And then when I left, some of the people uh that I was close friends with became more and more brainwashed by someone else not to say i was brainwashing them but i think i was influencing them to think and like not say i was like don't say shit like that when they said stuff that was bad you know and when you don't have someone telling you that and you're only surrounded by people who do say mean things you're just gonna say mean things and feel like it's okay so the i do think there is a and here's there's a dichotomy right like you say like okay people who are in the south get out go experience the world but then those people who have open minds leave the place with closed minds so there's no one then influencing that place with closed minds right so it's it's tough when a community uh, like Carthage Tennessee that I came from most of those people their parents grandparents great-grandparents all live there have always lived there will never move they say no reason to change everyone who lives there has always lived there any kind of idea that comes in probably also leaves because they can't root themselves in there like the Habersburgers uh, who could because we were like my parents were not very liberal uh, there they were at most moderates and they were seen as like liberal Yankees only because they came from a northern state hmm. and they even had moved from Pennsylvania not <laughs> a liberal state but they came from there and they were like when they called us Yankees growing up and I was like are we Yankees they're like not really but they just say that uh, don't worry about it and, <laughs> and I like was around people who said you know crazy things and then I had teachers though that I could tell uh, and I think back to now I'm like oh these teachers were trying their darndest to not let people 
in their classrooms say things that were like like damaging and bad and like trying to be like no that's you shouldn't say things like that and the, mm-hmm. the, these are people too and you shouldn't say that about them and like they were trying to make their incremental change and i think there's still teachers there trying to do that but it's hard mm-hmm. when you they those kids go home and their parents say no don't listen to them right like i had a lesbian teacher who was not openly out lesbian i know that now from inferences of their lifestyle but they were always like the person trying to like Make sure that no one in the like class said, "Hey, you're gay for that." It's like, don't do that. That's like that's offensive. That's not. It doesn't mean stupid. It's just a lifestyle choice, like a lifestyle that people have. And then they go home, and their dad is saying, "Don't sit like that. That's gay." Then of course that 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 makes no change. You know, mm-hmm. uh, if you're in your own little bubble, whether it's a liberal bubble or a conservative bubble, you're in a bubble where everyone agrees with you. So it's hard to have opposing views. So I don't know. It's always something I. Think about it. sometimes I think about moving back to Carthage and trying to become the mayor. <laughs> you know, just see Listen, I think about buying stuff, this property in Texas all the yeah. time, so I can help. I mean, Texas almost turned turned blue. It was yeah. purple. It's a purple state. It's, it's a swing Tennessee state. used to be blue. Yeah, I mean, this happens. Like, demographics shift, but what we do know is that even though people, you know, I guess a lot of times move to more heavily populated urban areas, like these. There's a really famous like swatch. It's called the the black belt in the deep south that mm-hmm. is always swinging blue since like the early 70s, yeah. and that's like the heavily populated black population. Yeah. And a lot of these areas, interesting enough, like you see Georgia, you see the Midwest, like Michigan, you see Detroit, you see, and it's not just black voters; it's native voters, it's mm-hmm. Latino voters. Mm-hmm. These are the ones that, in the end, in these states where liberal people are like, "Oh, fuck these states!" Like they're the ones who save the elections for essentially swinging more towards the left because it comes down to their votes Mm -hmm. because all these other rural red hot spots, they're just staunch in their ways. And, you know, certainly not to discredit any of the very, you know, fighting for progress, like white citizens of this country, y'all are fucking doing it. Mm -hmm. That almost half the, the, the just over half youth white vote is still very important for progressive values. Um, I just think that just with the the example I just named, like we got to make sure the onus is not always then on the on, you know, people of color. And it, it just yeah. always ends up being like that. And I think that that's probably where a lot of my frustrations came from, which is feeling that the system in place in itself is also even trying to then like further sort of disenfranchise people who are the only ones who can save it so it's mm-hmm. it's just this weird like cyclical what's the snake eating its own tail or or Ouroboros. Ouroboros. Yeah, yeah it just kind of like feels like that sometimes so you get you get stuck in these these moments of despair but i do think as someone who is of color and queer from the south i see the light i see that as i said gen z is far more progressive overall mm-hmm. And the one thing I do think, because this shouldn't always be a like, I'm right, you're wrong, shut up situation. <laughs> but honestly, that phrase I came up with as a joke and ranking came was born from this time. It was literally me joking like, you know, what's the most like era appropriate thing I could say? Yeah. But in the end, you have people who have never. It's so crazy that the right paints the left as as coastal elites or as elites, mm-hmm. because the left is this hugely diverse group that has to constantly contend with their own dis- discriminatory mm-hmm. um, 
uh, like the ways in which we were raised. Yeah. If you're fucking pissed because you're going to get all the world's word socialist or communist, go fucking <laughs> open Google and read a little bit. Listen, listen, listen. If you can be listening to a podcast, you can go find credited sources to actually know what those words mean. You are not necessarily someone who actually was born in one of those countries who were under communism, and you <laughs> need to fucking get your facts straight. Mm-hmm. First of all, Biden... He is certainly not a socialist. <laughs> <Not> at <laughs> all, guys. Like, I'm going to tell you, are all. you crazy? Which I got, into a, I got an argument with a family <laughs> member where I'm like, maybe Bernie should have just run because they still called Biden a socialist That's and exactly people bought it. Yeah, so, like, Jesus. it might as well run. I wish we had actually had a democratic socialist if that was going to be the rhetoric. And, and that's the other important thing. There is a difference, for the love of God, there's a difference between socialism, 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 and democratic socialism. Democratic socialism. It's a different... <laughs> Believe, just fucking look it up, just, and don't you, be you have don't Google. be scared by words. You're just, like that is the and go to an incognito bullshit. Google window so that your own biases don't <laughs> show up in your own search results. If oh. you if that's for everyone. Yeah. If you actually want to research something, use an incognito window to go search it. So because we all live in a bubble, the internet knows where your preferences, and it will show you unique results to you unless you say I'm not me. I'm a nobody looking up this information with no preconceived notions of it. I was always a little bit of an encyclopedia freak as a kid. Before Google, we had mm-hmm. to go to the library and open up a physical world encyclopedia. So I make it a good practice of even if I see a tweet that I find really interesting from an educational standpoint and I don't have sources, I go and like research it. Yeah. I just and then, you know, half the time. They're right. They're just copy pasting something, but I just got to know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just a really good practice is it even and that not just on social media, especially on social media, especially on social media. You should do this. But when your parents tell you something, just go, go, go research just it. Go look it you up. know, when so <laughs> when 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 Bob and Jenny down the street say something, just go, go look it up. Bob's getting a rough go in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Bob, Bob didn't want to wear the fucking Sorry, mask. Bob. I'm saying. <laughs> Wait, we, we never got to the cat. Quick cat story before advice. Yeah. Uh, we have a stray cat we've named Bart. He's orange and white. He actually <laughs> looks exactly like Alfred, except with orange spots instead of black spots. So we've sort of th- thought of him as a doppelganger to our cat. So he's gotten more and more curious about our house. Becky's gone out to try to give him food and water to sort of befriend him. And it worked. He was like hanging out and Alfred and this cat were face to face between the, the door panel, the glass door panel. They were looking at each other. They were curious. Alfred is always meowing in a way that like I sounds like he wants to be friends with him because he's not running away. He's not hissing. He's like meow, meow, meow. Hello, hello. <laughs> I mean, he was in a house with sixty other cats at one point in his life. He considers cats to be his friends. This cat, at some point after all of this, just started hissing and batting at the glass at Alfred, and we're like, "That's it. You're out of here, strange cat. You do not threaten our sweet, sweet boy through the glass." Uh, but he has come now Bart comes and sits outside uh, our bedroom door our glass door in the middle of the night and I'll just wake up to this cat staring at us sleep oh my god <laughs> it's kind of terrifying <laughs> definitely gave me a nightmare once that like <laughs> uh, he had brought like 70 other cats and they snuck into our house and then there were like millions of cats <laughs> in my house a little cat gang and they were all like covered in fleas and they were like uh, they were just danger cats I had had oh. a lot, lot of pepperoni pizza that night which <laughs> apparently leads to nightmares so I attribute really? That. Yes, pepperoni gives you nightmares. Don't research it. <laughs> <laughs> Take my word as 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 the word of God. Pepperoni gives you nightmares. That cat story is kind of like a metaphor for the country right now. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you just want the, the Alfred was like, hey man, like 
I can teach you how to be like a good cat. And he's like, no. <laughs> yeah, and that, that tabby's kind of red, isn't he? He's definitely oh, on the red. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, and as I much think, as I want to help the cat, maybe the cat's just a goner. The cat seems to be fine on his own. Mm. I, I, we, we think the cat actually lives across the street at a house, and he's just an outside cat, which I grew up with. I get it. But he did crawl out from under my patio last night and spook the shit out of me. Oh, oh so he's just <laughs> pretending he has struggles. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's being perfectly fed. He's totally fine. And he just ends up staring at you through your window in yeah. the night. And I'm like, when when are you spending mm. time at your house? Because you're <laughs> always in my house. He's like walking through our backyard every two hours. <laughs> we have a ring camera back there and it shows us and he's always walking through that yard. Yeah. You want to do one more laugh? You hit it, brother. You want to do quick, one more laugh? A quick laugh from Zach. Hit laugh it. alert. Okay, so a little bit of follow-up from, from last week. Oh, yeah. So, Eugene, you had us do the one's got to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and, and last week it was, uh, uh, what? Food, sleep, sex, family. So, so I took the approach of saying family. By the way, comedy podcast, I'm just throwing it out there. I was just going, you know. Oh, no, wait. Did, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just wait, fucking did Margo it. and Adam hear? Well, so my parents did hear. They're not happy about it. Uh, <laughs> But uh, uh, more than that, so so my joke was like, well, Maggie and I aren't married yet, so I get to keep her, right? That was my loophole. Uh-huh. But so anyway, yesterday was Maggie's birthday. Very challenging in its own right, you know, to celebrate. I mean, but yeah. I did my best to like, we were not on social media most of the day. We knew that the results were going to be slow. I surprised her with delight and joy. Did my best to, to you know, honestly, it was harder for me. I'm just like, I need to be tapped in. So that was my gift to her was I was going to be present in the moment and create an oasis of happiness in this constant hellscape. Lovely. Uh, so we did a socially distanced picnic. Uh, my grandmother is there. So <laughs> Maggie begins the picnic by going, oh, guess what Zach did? We did a one's <laughs> gotta go. And he was offered family, food, sleep, or sex. And he chose family. And he would get rid of family. And I'm like, Maggie, no, you are telling my grandmother family. and other family members, you're essentially looking my grandmother in the eye and saying, your grandson cares more about sex with me than he cares about you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, that is not a conversation. And she, in front of her parents, in front of my grandma, she's saying that Zach cares more about sex than family. Didn't love it. Wasn't my favorite. <laughs> You wow. know, I do I do say universally the only one true answer for that is sex. That's the one I chose. Because you don't have to live with sex. You don't actually you don't. need it. You survive. don't. That was just targeted towards the people here, especially Ned, who <laughs> who creates yeah. many lives through sex. But some people can't choose that oh. option, or so the legend goes. Yeah, you don't know you don't need sex. <laughs> That is true. Without sex, Ned wouldn't have been able to have a kid. Yeah. Also, we have too many people on this planet, so sex, sex, sex can go. Yeah. Sex gotta go. Yeah. But go. Ned loves fucking. <laughs> I know he does love fucking. Oh, Ned boy. loves fucking. And you probably love. And he fucks in with your purpose. Life. We gotta get to the advice. <laughs> Stop talking about Ned having sex before we all visualize it. <laughs> we gotta get some advice from advice that'll go for miles with Miles Bonsignore. By the way, Ned's having sex. That's why he can't hear this one. <laughs> He's not gonna like that. <laughs> oh. Hey, what's good is Gaddy son? Uh. all the stinky little cuties. It's advice that'll go miles. Tune into your radio station. This is excellent. Yeah. Okay. 
It's a vice that'll go for miles. It's a vice that'll go for miles. This is incredible. I asked for this. <laughs> All right. Wow. Big yes. fucking shout out to none other than <laughs> pulling it up right now just healed the wounds of this week my uh, god thank you so much that one comes to us live from at savage farquad on twitter <laughs> s-a-v-g and then farquad as it's usually as in spelled. lord from shrek as yeah. in wow, lord wow, from shrek thank you so much for the excellent theme songs I love them keep them coming in have y'all ever wanted to lay an egg Hmm? Talking about pooping food. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Have you ever wanted to be in an anime? Um. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. Absolutely. A little, depends. <laughs> oh, breakfast is the meal for me. Breakfast is for you and we. Everybody knows you gotta put an egg on bread. That's the advice. Put a fried egg on some toast. Uh, wait, and why eat would, it up? Why is pooping food? Huh? You talked about pooping food. That's how you get the egg. And what about anime? Well, it's, sometimes they do egg on bread in anime, and it looks fucking dope. Castle in the Sky, Hayao Miyazaki, Studio Ghibli kind of shit. <laughs> so I've been doing kind of a basic breakfast where I'll put a fried egg on a piece of bread. Mm. You toast, toast it. I yeah. toast it. You, you fucking better. <laughs> you better, Miles. Cold, cold lightly mm. stale bread. Yeah, damn. Get it fresh out of the fridge, crack an egg, eat. Yeah, <laughs> and I use a special little pan. Pan, called a nonstick pan. <laughs> you should get a cast iron skillet. You own one. Well, right? I have one, but you can't cook an egg on a cast iron skillet. It'll freak out. So no, you gotta... bro, you're wrong. I disagree. I cooked Dude, an egg at Keith's house on a cast iron skillet. I cook eggs on cast iron skillet every single morning. No, I know. I've Come done over, it. I'll show you. Don't get me wrong. You don't know how to do it. Honey, excuse me. <laughs> you really don't know how to do it. <laughs> Sweetie. Uh, it is so easy. Don't talk to me till I've had my egg. <laughs> uh, I have done it on a cast iron skillet. I like doing it on the nonstick just because it's a little nicer, but I've done, the cast iron skillet makes it good, too. I you just aren't good at it. Ho, ho, ho. Shots fired. Hey, how about you both? Uh, <laughs> how about you? Get us with the tripod. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. Guys, guys, listen. I am I am known as a fried egg aficionado. Yeah, you are. are I eat maybe off? like, honestly, six eggs a day. I eat uh -huh. so many eggs. Wow. Yeah, a lot cool. of eggs. Koreans <laughs> fucking love eggs. eggs. Food eggs. exists to put a fried egg underneath. Damn right. You both fry me up an egg next yeah. time. Oh, we can shit. have an egg an off? Egg off? I, want, I want you to bring your cast iron skillet, test. which is a little harder Blind for you. Blind taste uh -huh. Damn right. And I'll tell you which fried egg is better. That's good. Now, Keith, here's my question about Can your egg. Can we do that as a podcast so, episode? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, egg off. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you sunny side up or what? What would you like? Well, that's what I go. I go yeah, sunny I can side, do that. Sunny side I can up. do it every way except I'm not very good at poached, but only because I, I don't make poached eggs. I could probably take a week and learn it, but poached I can cook it any way you like. Over hard, over easy, over medium. Oh, I don't know why we omelet. have to wait till next week. I You guys, what, live 10 minutes away each? <laughs> yeah, let's go make some eggs. Yeah, leave, Zach and I can shoot the leave shit Leave the pod running. The last half of the podcast yeah, is 30 minutes bring of just <laughs> Will typing in the other <laughs> room. Yeah, just you guys going to take a bathroom break and talking yeah, about I do other have stuff. Checking Twitter. I just want to say that if there is an egg off, I would like to be included. I want... Can we get more people in this egg off and make it a full video? Oh, oh no, That's I don't want to cook. I want to eat. I know. But what if you win? 
You fucking win a dozen eggs. Yeah. <laughs> you win it. The other person has to buy you the expensive eggs. Oh, wait, you're not <laughs> allergic to eggs. $7.99 for a dozen eggs. Yes. <laughs> the ones that I can't prove are any better than the cheap eggs, yeah. but for some reason cost $8 oh, per dozen. But they're speckled yeah. and beautiful. They're speckled. You can buy speckled eggs for four ninety nine mm. if you know where to shop. <laughs> <laughs> you got an egg guy. I want to eat like a dozen eggs on this podcast just in a row. How is your like your eggs? I like them. <laughs> I like them sunny side up. That's right. You got to make the, the right yolk runny. Do, yeah. do you cover or uh, do you do straight uncovered? I do sort of a variant. What do you method. mean you put a lid? I, yeah, I cover. Oh, I, I, co- I go. I start normal cover, and then after they've been cooking for a second, and then I uncover for the end. Mm. I use the real trick. The easiest: start it as hot as fucking possible. Oh, with enough oil, or if a nonstick, it doesn't matter. Then as soon as it hits the pan and starts sizzling, turn it all the way to low and cover it. Oh, that's cool. And then just che- check it periodic- periodically. It'll be done in like a minute. That's cool. And it's perfect <laughs> and incredible. I'm- I just fucking eat the egg, man. I, I am so not picky when it comes to my egg. Like I'll, you know, somewhere between over easy and medium, just done. I've been having it. to do it without the lid because the lid's in, in a part of the house in a box I didn't unpack and I can't find it. So I've been doing it open, which is a little mm. more challenging. You're so brave. Ends up being a little more over medium slash over I, okay, easy. Okay, wait, I'm sorry. I need to stop you and that. <laughs> you think that a, a lid cooked egg is that much far superior than yeah. a non-lid cooked egg? Yes. Yeah. What is what is what is different? It, about? It, the top. It, it makes convection uh, a more convection cooking method, which more evenly cooks the whole thing and gets you a better ratio of over easy runniness. Yeah, and that way the white is cooked and the yolk is run. Maybe I'm just not the. Well, need to, this is why we need to fucking egg I off. I guess so. Yeah, so I, you you can well. see and. My biggest, ooh, my we'll bring biggest that pet peeve. Too. I'm sure he thinks he can out egg us. Ooh, yeah. my biggest. And I get to be the judge. You get to be the <gasps> superior judge, and you're the junior judge. Yeah, I'm the junior. I'm the judge that doesn't act. Just here for a good time. I'm the Randy yeah. Jackson. Yeah, you're Randy Jackson. I think we're gonna need a drone to shoot this because we need. <laughs> this is the drone the video. Because we can shoot it outside. Because I have the little grill <laughs> thing that has a skillet, a burner skillet, so we can do it outside, and then we can get hot shots of the drone coming to the back. <laughs> yeah, I want. Egg. I want you to wow me. I want to do a blind <laughs> egg taste test where one is lidded lid okay. egg and i want to be like oh oh damn i mean you could still fuck up a lidded egg yeah. it takes skill you're covering it in sauce if i'm anyway. going through the effort yeah, of my, hot sauce my forearm is <laughs> lifting it i want it to be perfect if i'm yeah, going through all that trouble i feel like i can do it perfect yeah not all <laughs> eggs are not all eggs are fried equal like there's real fucking good like you get a good fried egg you're like wow that egg's fucking perfect i'm really good at the wet scrambled eggs Mm. Where they're like scrambled, but they're still somehow mm-hmm. slightly runny. Oh yeah, yeah. the Gordon Ramsay way. All That's it. good. I'm gonna cut out all the politics stuff and just call this one egg. <laughs> <laughs> Ten trucks of eggs. The Try Guys egg. Yes. Okay, this is my biggest pet peeve. When you go to a diner back in the day when that was an option, and you ask for an egg <laughs> that's over easy. Or sunny side up, as some like to call it, and then you get an egg that is just fucking cooked through. No. And I'm not gonna send it back, okay? I'm not. I'll, I'll eat the egg. <laughs> I'm gonna eat the egg, I'm, but I, I'm not happy about. That's it. probably one of the few things I would actually complain I've, about. I've done it because it's ruined. Yeah. yeah, I got a breakfast sandwich the other day with an over hard egg on it, and <laughs> I was furious. <laughs> I got home and opened it up, and like, oh, what can I do now? Call them and tell them they sunk. Yeah. I can't do. I'm powerless. Oh, I'm like, hello, my. excuse me, busy bagel place. You fucked up my egg, and you also didn't give yeah. me enough bacon, and also you didn't toast the bagel, mm-hmm. even though the receipt says toasted. You fucked up hard fucked up. this time, bitch. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll come back. <laughs> Bye. See you tomorrow. <laughs> See you tomorrow. The one McDonald's. 
McDonald's hack that you can do if you're someone who doesn't care about, obviously, the yolk's the best part and you want that shit running. But sometimes what I do if I was on the go and couldn't necessarily do a yolky sandwich because I'm going to the subway or something, you scramble and then make like a little thin omelet, fold it up, put that on the sandwich. So that way it's yellow. It's got a uniform sort of McMuffin style deal. So here's the even for the college kids out there, crack an egg, put it in a, a mug that has a little quick bit of Pam in it. Mm-hmm. Stir it up with a fork, microwave it for about 30 seconds, <laughs> done. That's good. And you put it right into a sandwich and it's perfect. I know it's not the most delicious way to make an egg, but if you're in college and you got some frozen Jimmy Dean breakfast patties, sandwich breakfast sausage <gasps> patties, mm. you put them on whatever fucking cheap ass bread you got, don't mm-hmm. toast it. And you, <laughs> you make us no, you should toast it. Make a sandwich. Now I'm just thinking about like putting an egg in my soup. Like when I was oh, just, just like my canned soup dinner when I'm like, I'm Fuck, too lazy yeah. to cook dinner. I'm going to make some Campbell's chunky, but well, oh shit, I'm going to put a fucking egg in when there. When I learned Live you should life. drop an egg into your instant ramen at oh, home. It was a game changer. changer. Oh, no, it's so, so good. Yeah, I, I did like, not why know. Why don't they tell you to do that? I it's did not the know the non-Asians didn't know that. Yeah. So when I was I don't in think college, I, learned it till college I, yeah. I would I like cracked my egg in the ramen. My friends were like, what the fuck are you doing? And yeah, because the first time you see you, that, you're like, what? You, the, the egg you can't, can't do raw. that. Yeah. You can't do that. Yeah. You can't do that. And you know, Korean style ramen is always spicy. So I grew up yeah. with the spicy ramen too. Yeah. So I put spices, stuff, vegetables. Everyone's like, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, look, ramen, ramen can be good. Ramen can be very And that good. was pre-ramen restaurants popping up like right. crazy. Yeah, that was like, when oh. I also I fully, when someone first said, you want to go get ramen for dinner from this restaurant? I'm like, why the fuck would I do that? Are you fucking nuts? It's 97 cents at the, why would I? ever go to a ramen <laughs> restaurant and then i learned that like oh am i gonna go to the bologna sandwich restaurant <laughs> next like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh, am i go to the pb and j confectionery <laughs> oh yeah uh, do i not know how to cook this myself <laughs> on my stovetop since i was five <laughs> dude japanese style soft boiled ramen egg yeah, oh, so that I don't good. know how to do, but I would love to Dude, learn how to make it. You can't win round four of the egg off soft if you know. tea. <laughs> Honestly, Miss soft Universe of egg without a recipe is hilarious oh, to me. It's so good. <laughs> so good. I can't eat that. The, what's the, it's like jelly, the, uh-huh. the center, uh, and then the outside boiled. has oh, got the soy oh. flavor. And you know what I love? You know what I love? You know what I love? Uh, uh, you know what I love? Uh, uh. When the egg is like a kind of a perfect ball, but then it has like the little dancer tail coming off of it in soup. Uh-huh. You know what Because uh, it's running out and, uh-huh. it's, and it's cooking. And it looks like a beautiful silk dancer just flowing in your Have soup. you seen the cure? Uh, we got to say in the podcast. <laughs> no, we don't. No, 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 this is no, the better part. This is the best I have felt all week. I was so depressed by the first half. And I can't believe it's not over. We're gonna it's been we're editing since they did. We're gonna edit some of the political shit, and we're gonna put Miles' advice early in this podcast. <laughs> it's, it's a topsy turvy world. Okay, so cured egg yolks. Have you seen this shit? Oh, oh the salt yeah. cured egg, salt cured mm-hmm. egg yolks, and then you grate them or something. I don't think I have. Yeah. I've never it's had like that. Crazy. Is it wait, good? Egg I don't know. flavoring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Round but it's five. Like, almost like cheese. Wait, wait, yeah, wait. Like okay, I'm not picturing. You got there you are too put, many voices. All right, so you put egg in my mind palace. Okay, I'm picturing an egg. Yeah, put egg toast, and then in like a salt. Wait, sorry. You went too fast. Right. Picture egg toast. No, no. picture no, no, no. salt. Salt. So, okay. A pile of it. A I can pile. do a lot of it. <laughs> I can lot. do that. Like a snowball's worth yeah. of salt. Okay. And then put an egg yolk in the salt. Okay. And then cover, cover the egg yolk lightly, it. real mm-hmm. carefully, with 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 salt. Oh uh-huh. my god. And then in like I don't know, it's like several a, days. Several days. Forget yeah. about it. Forget about it. Several <laughs> yeah. days later, un brush away the salt. And then take it out. And it's gonna be like a hard thing. Put it in your fridge for mm-hmm. like another couple days. So you're just leaving that shit on your counter. Yeah. What? And salt. 
Yeah, oh. it becomes like a seasoning. And it becomes like a grated thing and you yeah. grate it on stuff and it so gives it you like, like a umami egg kind of thing. Yep. Ah! Oh my God. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. God wow. I feel like there's a whole Try Guys Learn About Eggs episode I, where we go to a master egg chef and we all just learn cool What's happening cooking. right now? I know. Y'all fuck with egg drop soup? Fuck yeah, yeah. dude. So, fuck yeah. I never did because I was afraid of it and I oh, honestly haven't been allergies. exposed to a good... One, so I would love someone to recommend a great egg drop soup for me somewhere in one. LA because I, I hear it's delicious and I haven't had it. Yeah, I don't. I haven't found a good one in LA. I found several. Yeah, Tell me. yeah, but you, it's not. You, you either just. It's like if you want top ramen, you're getting top ramen. If you want fast Chinese food, egg drop soup, you get that. Yeah. But if you go to like a Chinese Chinese restaurant and you get a really good egg drop soup, then the gelatinous, like, uh, sort of broth mixed with the pure mm -hmm. egg runny dancery weird it's, sort those, of, it's a thick soup. yeah Some sometimes they soups, put chicken i don't they love put those hot and sour and soups that are like jello soup i love it oh, it's so, so good jelly. i'm all about it i want to i want to like i want my soup to to grate through my teeth <laughs> what's the name of the egg cartoon oh gudetama 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 oh, yeah Gudetama. it's it's with an a at the end but i, don't, I think gudetama. it's i don't know if it's pronounced gudetama or gudetama He's got a little butt. Either way, it's a good atama. I got, I got, I got good atama <laughs> underwear. It's so funny when I take it off and That's I'm like, funny. hey. Uh, Eugene, what's your favorite instant ramen brand from like a Korean market? Oh, Shin Ramen, but that's the basic Shin? one. Yeah, I Shin just, Black or Shin Red? Because I know Shin Red is different here than in Korea. I just get whatever is the standard package that's in red. Right, in red. Yeah. Okay, cool, Shin Red. red. Okay, yeah. Cool. You know, I just remembered, it was either when we were in Australia or Singapore. I guess Singapore, no, I think it was in Australia. There's a good atama cafe. Mm-hmm. And which I was like, why is this here? And I almost went way out of my way to go see it. And then I'm like, maybe this isn't the most important cultural stop <laughs> of Australia. <laughs> maybe, maybe this isn't worth the the few. Maybe, say, but I regret it now because I don't yeah. know what it is. Could have been fun. It you know, some people fun. don't like eggs. Who the fuck? Uh, Probably them Trump voters. No, I, Trump voters <laughs> love eggs. Some we people have like an eggs. aversion to too much. Like I can have limitless eggs. Matt has this thing where especially hard-boiled eggs. Mm, I don't care for them. He doesn't like the smell. He doesn't like their presence. I get that. The yeah. The yolk slimy, becomes but... real fucking chalky, and, and it gets I don't like gray that. on the edges. Like a good hard-boiled egg is a, is 20 seconds away from a soft-boiled egg. Go it's okay. so close. Oh, because yeah. if you hard-boil, it kind of gets that like black ring. Yeah. It's bad, but you got to really gotta be subtle. Because like, I love level a... three. Maybe that's the finale yeah. of the egg-off. If there's one thing voters can come together, it it's should, that we love eggs. It should just be exactly like uh, Great British Bake Off. And the first is bring your own egg dish. The second is an egg you've never cooked before. And the third is a challenging egg dish, like a frittata. And you have to, you or get you get a practice or two, but you have to make your frittata in the moment. Can I say, as I've grown up, I don't need an omelet. Oh, uh, see... <laughs> I'm so smart. I don't need it. Well, you, I don't want it. It used, to be, it used to be all I did. Now I, I'm like, nah. I can make some hella fine omelets now, but I make like Greek omelets. So I use like uh, feta and uh, onion and like I, that kind of like flavor mm -hmm. profile. And then I put some Keith's chicken sauce on it with some pickled red onions. And boy, howdy, that's nice. I think uh, omelets are kind of in the scrambled egg territory. The scrambled egg is more highlighting the egg, uh -huh. which is it was kind of the base and filler of other things, vehicles, especially college age. Like omelets were the shit. I was always just like, I'm going to go to Denny's mm -hmm. drunk and get an omelet. But now 
I see egg in its purest form. I want mm-hmm. the pure. Just yeah. the fucking egg. How egg long I get sushi? Sun, I just want sashimi. Up. I want that beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get yes. rid of the rice. You just want yes. the fish. Want egg that, sashimi. I want that pure egg experience, yeah. brother. I get I, what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. So I look prerequisite. I can't have cheese. Can't have bell pepper. That Two really, of the top. That much, um, oh, that kind of right? fucks you up. Then yeah. But yeah. like, as I'm older, I would rather have a beautiful perfect sexy fucking egg and then just some sauteed vegetables on the side and let my runny yolk runneth over mm. the veggies I, I definitely do when i make a hash now i'll throw in like broccoli or some vegetables into the hash makes it a little bit healthier also once the egg hits all those veggies yeah, it just tastes delicious. like a straight up delicious hash no matter what you do oh, yeah. no matter what you put in it ash is good Listen, I respect your food opinions. You mm-hmm. might have a different opinion than mine. Uh-huh. Very brave. That's 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 your perspective. Right. However, there are a few things that you are just objectively wrong. Yeah. One is how well done your steak is. Another yes. is how runny your yolk is. Yes. And if mm-hmm. you want your fucking egg blasted so that the inside is a rock. Oh. Some people get very vomity when they see runny yolk. Yep. I get it. You were you were just you weren't raised right. Grow up. <laughs> <laughs> I will say it's amazing what runny egg does to a plate. Ugh. Beautiful. How it like globs onto the plate and like refuses to let go. It's like, what's going on with you? One of <laughs> Super my, protein. One of my favorite but also trickiest experiences is when you get a breakfast sandwich with a real runny yolk and you're just like, it's dripping Run- all oh, over your oh, finger. Oh, you your and you're like, how do I escape? It's a terrible eating experience. Like it's, it's not delicious. good, but it's, it's the best. But I think some people, a lot of it comes down to a textural thing. Yeah. And some of that's visual <laughs> for them too. So I think that, you know, that's why I'm always so pro running. If you yolk. can't drink your breakfast, I you know, know what I mean. Like they just need to get over that. That I know, I get, I get it. There's an aversion, I get it. But if you can just get past that, you can experience the joy <sighs> of a runny yolk of or a medium sexy, rare steak. Mm, a medium rare steak. Oh, rarer than that. It can even. get a little rare. At yeah, times. it can get a little. It's got to mm. be nice meat, and it's got to be one that's really tender. The oh, problem yeah. is, I think some people have had tough rare steaks, mm-hmm. and those are a miserable experience. Yeah. <laughs> They're they're just bubblegum steak. I will say on poached eggs. Um, and then <laughs> we have to end because it's an <laughs> No, hour. no, no. We're, we're cutting no, all no. the political no, stuff. No. <laughs> we're yeah, good. Yeah. It's good. Um, Keep going. At, so when I was unemployed, right before I started working here, um, Sarah and I were uh, living together. I just moved in. And what we would do is we would wake up. We both didn't have jobs at the time. And we would just make a different type of egg every single day. Mm. So we would do fried eggs, boiled eggs, poached eggs he's we coming in with experience and i mean look i'll say i tried poached eggs so much it's i hard. still don't have it it's down hard. it's hard but when you get a poached egg and you got it like on a little piece of toast or something and you just slice and it oh it's gorgeous shout out to brian wool that man can poach an egg oh, challenge i used to live with him and he would make benedicts for us and they were like restaurant quality they were incredible Both he's, he's a hard. good egg cook i, I have yeah. a really dumb good. question this is a really dumb question <laughs> the, the etymology of the word poach because poachers they're bad poachers. Yeah, poaching is bad <laughs> yeah poaching know, is what, bad. what does that word mean you know what i'm gonna look <laughs> up on the up? internet but make sure you go incognito mm-hmm, i don't want mm-hmm. no poach propaganda so poach, <laughs> i know that the poaching process it you basically it's like just not boiling water yeah. that's swirled constantly mm-hmm. with a little bit of vinegar there's nothing to do with killing and then animals. you drop the egg in gently to the rote mm-hmm. spinning water it floats and spins like it's in a whirlpool and yeah. then you scoop it out 
at some point because you can't touch it because it's in boiling water. That's all news to me. Now, that's, that's Keith, if I may, I hate to you know uh, toss this in there, but I've heard that vinegar, while it seems like it's good, it actually changes the texture of the egg. So it helps really? it set, but then it changes the texture to what you don't want. It makes it rubbery. It's going to be a real turning point in the I have. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, BYU always did it. They were never rubbery for and, me. Uh, look, I'm just... Maybe I'm, I'm not, in, this he is only put opinion. in like a tablespoon. This is not my opinion. The food lab is what food I'm just taking from one book. Food and hey, lab. it could be a biased poached... Lab. It could be a, from the poached media. <laughs> could be <laughs> some sort of <laughs> government-sponsored yeah. science. You got to be careful where you're getting your poached information. <laughs> There's a lot. Anti-vinegar board. <laughs> could be. Could Big be. egg out here trying <laughs> to just sway the people. You don't need anything but the egg. Don't buy vinegar. Don't waste your money on vinegar. Buy the expensive eggs. Big egg. The poach means both to cook in a simmering liquid, uh-huh. like poached salmon or, or chicken, or yeah. chicken, or to encroach upon, especially for the purpose of taking something. Boy, oh boy, the English language is stupid, huh? It's, yeah. well, Maybe we it came just, from two different We just said, languages. you know what? We've made enough words. Now words get two meanings, and they can be totally different. <laughs> can you believe that there are some people out there who buy cartons of just egg white? That's... <laughs> Bad. So when <laughs> what, I, when what I, a shitty person. I'll leave it. I know we're ending our conversation here. When I thought I couldn't eat eggs, Becky would sometimes be like, "Well, why don't you just try egg whites?" I'm like, "Cause that's not what I ate eggs for. <laughs> I didn't eat eggs for the whites. I eat it's part the of the whites. experience. It's part of the experience. It's part of it. It's all about that yolk. Mm. Nobody wants scrambled egg whites." No. I promise you. Ugh. Some people think some they people do. Hate, put them on a breakfast sandwich and disguise them and trick themselves into into joy. <laughs> you know, I think it was like a cholesterol thing is why some people do it. But then, like, then people were like, "Well, actually, maybe that's not true because there's good cholesterol, there's good fat cholesterol." Yeah, know, there was all. a whole. I mean, the food pyramid was flipped all over the place when we were. Oh, remember yeah. that food pyramid they uh, kept showing us in health class? Mm-hmm. Look at that pyramid. Eat only bread. So much bread. <laughs> Everyone so much. eat a loaf of bread a day. And that's look. <laughs> we're gonna bring it full circle because like. The basis of what we are taught about nutrition is is bullshit and was mm-hmm. decided by what we wanted to sell to people. Uh-huh. It was it what is, was easiest and cheapest to grow that we could get a biggest profit off of, which was bread. <laughs> and so, you know to bring it full circle. Bring it fuller circle. Poach is a homonym. Mm-hmm. Two different word meanings for the same sounding word. Mm-hmm. And spelled the same. It's spelled the same. So it's like America. We're all the same on the inside. We might express things differently, but we are the mm. same. Try to treat each other fairly. Mm. Unless you're fucking racist, then you can go fuck off. Yeah. I think that's fascinating. America is, is the same a... word, but it means different things to different, to different people. people. Yeah. That's true. Wow. And it is homo. Genus. Homo genus. But perhaps, perhaps we can find humanity in eggs i do think if a president ran on the platform of <laughs> eggs are delicious he would get all of them <laughs> oh my god oh yeah absolutely <laughs> oh on his more name. eggs for everyone <laughs> free egg stimulus his everyone name's... will be sent two thousand eggs a month <laughs> and his name is dumpty yeah <laughs> Dumpty. Dumpty. You Dumpty. get a chicken and you get a chicken. Vote Everyone Dumpty. gets eggs. Yeah. I have thought now that I have a yard, maybe I should raise chickens. Oh. But there's coyotes in LA and, and cats in my backyard, so I don't think they'll last very long. Put them inside. Sure they're in a nice coop. 
Good idea. I'll keep them inside. You got you got a little guest. <laughs> oh you got a little guest house. Yeah, put them. <laughs> you could put them in the ADU. That's true. You have you wondered can, what to do with. You that have a garage. Space. You're not putting your car yeah. in there. The garage is probably the best place for them. Yeah, because oh, the floor you, is just concrete. You know, it's gonna stink. Well, yeah, it's yeah. gonna stink. But, but uh, eggs. That's true. Free eggs. My, Free eggs. A friend of mine got a chicken coop in their backyard, and they're always just plucking fresh eggs right out of those chicken booties. Yeah. So <laughs> right out of them, <laughs> don't even wait for them to fall. The tailgate debate episode mouth, that aired, we brought up a lot of conversation about where how to have chickens lay eggs, and a lot of people were dropping straight facts in the comments. So if you want to know more about eggs, go to my tailgate debate episode and just scroll to the. You can pause the video, scroll down to the bottom of the comments, and just read about eggs. And That's let me cool. actually say in general. The best place to find information about the world, YouTube comment section. Oh, my god! Really <laughs> good stuff in there. Double down on that. You're going to love what you learn. Yeah. And maybe me, and I won't go further. <laughs> well, right. there's a point where that joke no longer becomes funny, mm -hmm. and I almost crossed that line. Eggs. Yeah. Eggs. Eggs. Yeah. Eggs. All right. This uh, may, you know what? You might be listening and be like, wow, they're still going. And <laughs> this was not for you. This was for us. This we needed a little egg watch. <laughs> yes. Egg watch. Egg yes. watch. Yes, egg watch. yes, yes, yes. An egg wash. Yeah, an egg wash. Okay, yeah. You washed over with the eggs and make yeah. everything look a little prettier than it was. Which is another great use for an egg. You can wash your... You can wash your crusts, golden them up. <laughs> you can... <laughs> it's true. French toast. French toast. We didn't even talk about oh, fuck it. Well, and dessert listen. use of eggs. Yeah. Gelato. Oh my god. Can I bring it like full, full, full circle? Okay. Yeah. Once <laughs> more. Yeah. With a pun. Yeah. Much like eggs, I mean, I love good runny yolk. I don't hate the whites. <laughs> <laughs> I just wish they would contribute a little bit more to the overall experience <laughs> so everyone there's can also, benefit. There's also the good whites and then the really shitty whites that just go just beyond uh, the no, good whites. I'm, I'm in just full support of the good whites. Yeah, the good whites are strong. They stick close to the yolk. They support the yolk. Ooh. And then there's the whites that just sort of go on their own adventure and they end up getting burnt and useless. Those and Becky, fucking useless Becky fucking trails. cuts those whites straight out of her breakfast. Nah. <laughs> and here's the thing. You know, a, a, a pure a beautiful egg experience you need to let the whites you need to let the yolk be the yolk the whites can't try and overwhelm the yolk and scramble into uh -huh. some hard little homogenous bullshit there's beauty in the difference but you know what's beautiful when <laughs> you do scramble the eggs they You're take still on the yolk color right mm -hmm. yeah when the, when the whites are folded in learn fully, from the yolk everything tastes better everything looks better and children will even eat it even children. <laughs> <laughs> and, and can I and can I bring oh, it full, Jesus. full, 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 full circle? Yeah. An egg is almost a circle, and so uh -huh. is this beautiful planet that we live on. Mm. And we've only got you know we may have a lot of eggs, <laughs> oh my God. but you only have one planet. And I don't want to crack the shell because then you get little shell bits in your eggs. Mm -hmm. And that's no good. And the Earth goes around the sun in more of an oval than a circle. Anyway, there you go. Yeah. More of an oval than a circle. There it is. Perfect. Ellipses. And uh, so know. global warming <laughs> is real. We'll we'll destroy all the eggs that we love. I will. What about the thing of the eggs? Vote for the future. Vote for the future of our breakfasts. If you if it if, if the mountains catching fire yeah. and the hurricanes don't bother you, think of the eggs. <laughs> We'll lose them. <laughs> Chickens.
are an evolution of some other fucking weird ass birds, mm-hmm. and eventually right. they'll die too. And you want quail eggs? I, they're good, but they're they're rare. They cost more. They're smaller. We could start eating ostrich eggs, I suppose. Chickens were were dinosaurs, and dinosaurs used to rule this planet, and if we don't get our act together, well, then maybe someday we'll be in coops pooping out eggs for our lord Mm. overlords. (laughs) (laughs) And I, Humpty Dumpty, will represent you from the quail eggs to the ostrich eggs to the chicken eggs. We will all be here together under one giant egg. Support the yolks. Support the yolks. The whites, please. Support the oaks. Oh my god, Biden was right there. He he kept saying, All right, folks, this is it. If he had just said, Okay, yokes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, (laughs) yokes. (laughs) Should we end this? Okay, yokes. Uh, Yokes at home. (laughs) Dead, like, really just straight eye fucks the camera. He's Mm -hmm. like, Yokes at home. (laughs) My yokes. Then he flashes that smile. Yeah. Uh,. Any updates? No. <laughs> We're still living in purgatory <laughs> yeah. hell? All right, Legalize cool. yoke. Legalize <laughs> yoke. Congrats to Oregon who decriminalized all drugs. That was pretty cool. That was them. fucking they dope. Got, they can do psychedelic mushrooms now. Oh, shit. Yeah, and me- medical so mushrooms. So you can, yeah, you can, I think, medical mushrooms, and then they decriminalize, like, small possession. Wow, cool. Drugs. Incredible. And great. New Jersey, Arizona, Nevada, I think, all legalized. Mar- no, yeah, marijuana already got- was already in Nevada. But yeah. New Jersey and Arizona, for sure. Mm-hmm. There's some good stuff, guys. Guys, we're, we're working on it. Mm-hmm. And Oregon, you know what they did? They take the money they get from their marijuana taxes and they put it into rehab centers for people with real drug addictions. That's the that's, that's how you put tax dollars back mm-hmm. in the community. Fuck yeah. That's the, they're leading by example up there. Uh, great job to them. They also... I had eggs there once. They were delicious. <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they got some good diners up in Portland. So y'all, when all seems lost. Wrap this shit up. Wrap <laughs> it up. Think, think, about, think about eggs. Think about eggs. Yolks. And you don't have to just choose one egg for the rest of your life. You can have ranked choice egg votes, you know, the top, your your favorite egg is Uh sunny side up, but maybe you also like scrambled, maybe you, but there's just below, you know. Egg votes for all the egg yolks. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I think I'm gonna have some eggs for lunch. I had eggs. Oh, dude, you know what I just realized? I have leftover soup at home, and the soup... Has egg in it. Oh shit! That's Becky how you you make it. But you have to put it. <laughs> still good. You have to put the yolk really slowly into the broth so yeah. it doesn't like totally congeal. Mm-hmm. It's a whole process. It's, it's tough. very fun. It's tough. Well, guys, look. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's been excellent. Is, oh wow that was good is, this has been another excellent episode uh, don't you know be sure to subscribe because you don't want to miss out on this hot egg action uh, we're going to have the guys bring in their pans next time if yeah. we don't forget we oh, often God. promise that we're going to do something and then we forget, we forget. Uh, yeah, but true. subscribe but that's on Miles yeah that's on Miles He's the producer. that's definitely on Miles <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, what a tonal shift this was. Yeah, it feels good. Yeah, feel good. I feel better. It feels a, yeah, it feels a lot it's, like. And that—that's how you feel after a nice portion. Of <laughs> this episode is be called election. Wow, wow. the election the episode. Election. Post-election. The Try Guys election thoughts, parentheses, and egg. <laughs> you were listening to this podcast like, when are they going to get to the eggs? And now you're like, why won't they stop talking about eggs? <laughs> Keith. Here's with the official egg theme song. 
If you like eggs, you like eggs. Put them in your breakfast, put them on your legs. There used to actually be a song for eggs. Remember that song? I do it when I love eggs. From my head down to my legs. I love eggs. Paid for by the Egg Administration of America. (laughs) 